Life is too short to waste any amount of time on wondering what other people think about you. In the first place, if they had better things going on in their lives, they wouldn't have the time to sit around and talk about you. What's important to me is not others' opinions of me, but, what, but what's important to me is my opinion of myself. That's C. Joy Bell. Great quote. We're talking on the part two of Worth on Pervy's Point. I'm so excited I can barely get my words out. Keep it locked right here. It's your boy. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Pervy's Point. I'm yo. This this is us now. This is us. Like like it's it's who we are. We do this every week. It's a part of my week. It's a part of your week. And we do this together. Um, we, we, we do it so much together uh, that I've created a whole studio at the crib. If y'all could see it, um, it's lights, it's cameras, it's, it's, it's professional-looking uh, arms for the microphones and stuff. Um, it looks very professional in here. Um, so, And this is what I've invested because you're investing in me and you're investing your time. If you would like to invest your money, you got a cash app, you know, dollar sign R-E pervy. It's very simple. Dollar sign R-E-P-U-R-V-E-Y. If you want to invest more than your time, uh, we greatly appreciate it. <laughs> but but we're here on, on Pervy's Point, and I'm super excited. Um, follow me on YouTube, IG, Facebook, and just know that I'm sharing love and shining light, and I'm, I'm trying to leave my small piece of the world better than I got. And here it is on Pervy's point. Uh, my point may not be yours, but we all have a perspective that deserves to be heard. I honestly believe that your beautiful brain was created to birth beautiful ideas. The world needs you. The world needs me. The world needs us. So let's give the world the best we have. All right. So that, that, that's why I do Pervy's point because I have a perspective and you do as well. If you have a podcast, holler at me. I want to hear it. If you listen to mine, thank you so much. But we're on part two, part two of worth. If you heard part one, and, and I know a lot of y'all heard it. I looked at the numbers. Y- y'all, y'all starting to listen. Like, like we, we picking back up. We, we, we getting back to where we were around COVID time. Uh, so, so th- this, it's very encouraging. And the more you listen, the more I want to give you. I'm just telling you. Okay. And so we talk about worth just, and um, really around the idea of self-worth and self-worthiness. And how so many people engage in senseless uh, relationships, ideas, connections um, in life because they lack self-worth. They don't know how much they're worth. And anytime you don't know how much you're worth, you will sell yourself for pennies, right? If, if you don't know your price list, you will sell yourself for pennies. And so many people are giving their worthiness to unworthy people. And it, and, it, and it really just bothers me. And so for the last couple of weeks, it's just been on my mind on this idea that if we could realize how much we value we really have, we, we could change our lives. We could change the lives of others. If we just knew how much we were worth and how much value we really have. So, Last week, um, we talked about worth from a couple, a couple of different perspectives. We started off just asking yourself, um, is it worth it? 
are some things worth your time? Will it benefit you? Will it add to your life or will it waste your time? Um, and then telling yourself that you're worth it, that you don't have a price tag, that your unique, your uniqueness is valuable and not to settle and to always remind yourself that you're worth it, that your failures aren't final, that everyone won't see what you see and you're never alone. And so we talked about that. And then I gave you um, 10 thoughts and beliefs of people that have high self-worth. When you think of yourself uh, and, and, you're, and you put your self-worth at a, high, at a high level, these are thoughts that people with high self-worth have. And number one was no matter what I've done or haven't done, I'm worthy of love. Number two was my things don't define me. Number three, I'm allowed to feel whatever I'm feeling. Number four, I delight in the joy of missing out. Number five, it's not about what happens. It's about how I respond to what happens. So if you want to hear about those in depth, go check out the episode from last week. Because we talked about all five of those in an in-depth way. But I'm going to give you the next five. And that's what we're going to spend time on today. And uh, super excited about it. So I'm going to jump right into it. And these are thoughts and ideas. This, This is my point. I never claim to be an expert. The only thing I'm an expert on is myself. I know Pervy, and that's why I'm giving you Pervy's point. And if you decide to agree with me, cool. If you decide to disagree with me, cool. But you're listening either way, and that's what the whole point is about. I love it. All right? If you hear some noise in the background, I got, you know, I have noise. Anybody have noisy neighbors? I have noisy neighbors. And they have a baby. And I promise you, uh, it's Bam Bam. You remember Bam Bam off the Flintstones? I, I promise you Bam Bam lives above me. Uh, because all I hear is vacuum cleaners and, and beating all day. And the good thing about it is noise doesn't bother me. But um, if you hear some beating in the background uh, and it, if it comes through the mic, just know that there's nobody in here tearing up my house. It's a little Bam Bam upstairs uh, running before he goes to bed. All right. And if you have a little Bam Bam in your house, uh, tell him to go to bed. All right. But <laughs> but number six. Um, oh, well, speaking of Bam Bams, I, ha- I had two little Bam Bams that um, that turn nine this Saturday. So the next time we talk, they'll be nine. But they'll, they turn nine this Saturday. Uh, Lay and Jay, uh, my twins, they turn nine this Saturday. And I, I'm super hyped. Um, I'm excited. And I'm also like kind of frightened at the same time. My, my baby's not babies no more. Like they, they're about to be preteens before I know it. And it's, it's crazy. I told somebody the other day, I said, uh, well, no, somebody. I was actually talking to Layla and Jay on the way to school. I said, do you guys know that in four years, the next time the midterm elections come around, you'll be 13. And you are two presidential elections away from being able to vote. That put a lot in perspective for all of us, right? And so um, uh, we'll have a show about politics and stuff later on because I really don't like talking about it, but I guess we'll have to have a, I'll have to give my point about it at some point. But, uh, but worth, worth. You want to you hear more about worth, and that's what I'm going to give you, all right? Because number six, a person with, with high self-worth, high self-worth, uh, the thoughts and beliefs of people with high self-worth, number six is I do what I love, and I love what I do. When you have a high thought of self-worth, you, you, you do what you love, and you love what you do. You got to ask yourself, what do you value most in life? What do you look forward to doing? And, and what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail or what would you still do even if, knew, even if you knew you could fail, right? A self-worthy person puts their needs first. 
This doesn't mean that they're selfish. It doesn't mean they're selfish. It simply means that they know it is each person's responsibility to put their own needs first. It's exactly what it means. They, they, they inherently know that they can only love and help others to the extent that they love and help themselves. Ho- hopefully you heard me. You can only love somebody else to the extent that you love and help yourself. So they make time and set aside energy to invest in the life they want. The self-worthy person looks for the win-win situations. They are able to help others by helping themselves. They believe in fair trade and equal exchange. They find joy in doing what they love, and they honor other people's rights to do what they love too. That, 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 that should shake some of y'all from the, from, the, from the very onset of the podcast. That w- if you love something or love someone, you can only love it or love them at the extent of, what you lo- of how you love yourself. So if you're in a toxic situation, it says more about how you love yourself than it does about how much they love you. Like, like you have to get to the point to where you put yourself in situations where you're not the only one depositing. You, you have to find some reciprocal situations in your life. That, that when you think highly, when you know that, when you know that you have a high self-value, you put yourself in situations where you can give to others and others can give to you. But so many people find themselves exerting energy, time, money, substance, their body, their, their hopes, their dreams, and investing it into people who they know no good. Putting, into, putting it into places that, that won't return on the investment at all. And you waste time, you waste money, you waste energy desiring for that thing of that person to give you back. And here it is. You grown enough to know they can't like, like, like you, you know, they're incapable of doing it. They've proven that they can't do it time and time again. They've proven that they can't, and you're not, and you're not even asking them to match. You just ask them to give effort. So if something or someone is not willing to give effort, you have to choose you and move around. Love you more than you love it. But but this point begs to suggest that if you don't, you really don't love yourself. That if you are willing to stick around a place or a person that does not pour value into you, you really don't love you. And and you, you can post about it as much as you want. You can post pictures. You can post affirmations and all that. Don't y'all get caught up in that. A lot of people that post affirmations and post all these pictures, yo, I, I'm, okay, I'm these either some people that be online and every time they, they post stuff and it's always about uh, future base and future husbands and future relationships and, and future job and like you, 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 I mean, it's all the time. If you go up and down these timelines, it's all about what they want to see in their future. And I'm waiting on my husband and I'm waiting on, on my Boaz. Like, like, like you, you, you waiting on Boaz, but what you doing with your ass? You, 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 you got to ask that question. That, that's the, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, like, like we're, you're waiting on something, but what are you doing to invest in yourself? Let me get off that soapbox. I got number seven, number seven is I see myself in others. Self-worth requires the belief 
that the world is like a mirror. If people are judging you, it's because you are reflecting a part of them that they have yet to accept. Sure, their judgment may hurt, but ultimately it's about them. It doesn't have to become your truth. And their judgment can only hurt you to the extent that you hold on to that judgment against yourself. The same is true for when you judge others. Whatever you see in someone else is something you have in you. To this end, self-worthy people are thankful for the challenging people in their lives because they see them as opportunities to learn more about themselves. And these people take heart in seeing the positive in others because that means they can see those things in themselves as well. That, one of the most powerful things you can, you can grab is that, that point, is that the world is like a mirror. That, that, that you have to understand that some people will judge you because they don't know how to articulate or manage their emotions enough to be like, there's something in you I wish I had. And a lot of time, you mistake hate for desire. Not necessarily hating on you. They, they desire to be like you. They just don't know how to articulate it. And sometimes you got to move yourself around so you don't say or do the wrong, the wrong thing because their, their actions are coming out in, in, a, in a very um, a negative way. But you got to know, uh, a lot of times people don't hate you. They just they don't, they don't know how to, how to say, I wish I could be like you. Right? I mean, I've, I've been there. I've been there. P- people have mistaken me for being arrogant. They've mistaken me for being mean or, or conceited or self-concerned. And it's almost like you're not listening to what I'm saying or watching what I'm doing. Like, like everything I'm doing is to help you. Everything I'm saying is to help you. Now, now I can't control if how I, if I, how I carry myself and how confidently I am in my skill set. If that makes you insecure, now nah, that's, that's something in you. Which goes to, to the other point of, of this point, that, that, that when people mistake you, well, well let me, I'm going to go left and come back right. You got to listen sometimes because sometimes people will call out your blind spots. And it's some stuff you really need to work on to be better. So everybody that's calling out your, your stuff ain't hating on you. They're pointing out some things. But you can tell the people that really want to see you do better because they say it in love and kindness, and concern, and not out of jealousy. Ooh, I, I could talk about this all day. Because um, so, some, people, some people don't want to see you get better, but some people actually do. And in your life, the people that want to see you get better come at you differently. They come at you differently. P- people that don't want to see you get better come at you in a certain way. It's very um, abrasive. It's very aggressive. It's very, um, uh, they patronize you. They kind of talk down on you a little bit. Uh, but people that want to see you do better, they're, they're like Mother Porter or Father Ron. Those are two people in my life that came to me at certain points in my life and really pulled my coattail and, and really charged me up in a, in a very loving way. And it changed my life, changed my trajectory. Because sometimes people really do care about you. And sometimes the things they point out are things that are stopping you from being great. So I, I, I had to park there and say that sometimes you just need to listen. And, and, and if you're really in tune with yourself, sometimes don't, don't look at um, the delivery of the thing. Don't, don't look at how the package came. Look at what's actually in the box. 
like like you 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 really have to do that. Um, I can say it now. I'm free now, so I, I, I can say it. Um, a few months ago, I resigned from my position at a at a church here in Dallas, and uh, part part of that that exit conversation had a conversation with my uh, my late my uh, my boss, not late, he ain't dead, but by, uh, my my past boss, um, and it's something he told me, and I I took it. And I put it where it needs to go in my life and actually grew from it. And he said, um, you have some blind spots in your leadership that you need to really look at that can help you be better. And in the moment, I took um, offense to it because of the other extenuating circumstances that I didn't agree with. But that one thing he told me, after I went to the altar, took it to prayer, and really applied it to my life, I realized, yo, that there are some things that I can see differently about me and sometimes even in conflicting and disagreeing circumstances, people will love you enough to tell you the truth. And it's up to you on whether you can look past the moment and actually hear the truth. And, and, th- and that, that's a growth moment for a lot of people when you can look past the moment and actually see the truth in the moment and take that and grow from it. Because in every situation in your life, when you have a high sense of value, you know that everything is not about tearing you down. Sometimes the most adverse moments in your life are actually building you up. Sometimes the most conflicting moments in your life are actually building you up. And you don't see these as obstacles. You see them as opportunities. When you have a high value of self-worth, you realize that most places in your life are pit stops just to teach you lessons. That you won't be at that job forever. You won't be at that place forever. You won't be in that position forever. But it's a pit stop to teach you certain things. So you can do better the next time. Number eight. I believe in something greater than myself. I I believe in something greater than myself. A person with a high sense of self-worth is neither full of themselves nor thinks that the world revolves around them. Instead, this person remembers and is humbled by their small but important role in the grand scheme of things. Like a singular wave in a great big ocean, they know that they are part of something greater. And as such, are never truly alone. When you have a high sense of self-worth, you know that it's, it's important and incumbent upon you to be a part of something greater. I, I, I love what the columnist said there, that you're like a singular wave in a great big ocean. That you're a part of something bigger. And everybody ought to want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. That's how you truly leave legacy. You truly leave legacy when you know that the time I have here on earth and the time I have in the places that God allows me to go to is more about what I leave than it is about who I am. It's more about what I leave than it is who I am. So many times we miss the mark because we walk into spaces and places trying to show who we are. When in reality, the true legacy is what we leave behind. Do, Do we leave enough behind for somebody to come behind us and be better than us? Or are we so fixed on ourselves that we build ourselves up and sabotage everything else? So nobody can reach the bar that we've set. 
I want Layla and Jaden to be better than me in every way. And I'm intentionally raising them to be better than me. I love that at nine years old, there are some things in their world that they know that I don't, that they're teaching me. I love the fact I can watch my son play Spider-Man video games. And it's a joy for him to come back and teach me how to play the game. He knows every level. He knows how to do every mission. And he teaches me how to do it. Because I, I know at this season of my life, I'm a father. So I'm invested in my kids. And I, and, but I also know I'm a singular wave in the ocean of their life. That I want, they, they have teachers. And they have principals. And they, ha, they, they will have mentors. They will, they will have people pouring into them. That, that people who have a high self-worth of themselves live a selfless life that I'm giving. Because the deeper part of that, y'all, is that I'm giving because I realize that everything I'm giving was given to me. I'm giving everything because everything I have was given to me. Y'all hear me when I say that. I'm giving everything because everything that I was given, everything that, I, that I'm giving was given to me. So, so, so I find something to be a part of. But number nine, every day, people with self, high self-worth, every day find things to be grateful for. They, they, they find things to be grateful for. Grat, that, that gratitude is a daily practice for people with high self-worth. That, that these people appreciate the small and big gifts of life and expresses appreciation whenever and however they can. Because it's, it, it's, it's fairly easy to feel grateful when things seem to be going well. A true challenge is to find things you can say thank you for even when you're dealing with one of the greatest challenges of your life. But, but check this out. You can only do this if you're willing to detach your sense of worthiness from your achievements and your external circumstances, you can only be truly grateful in every situation and circumstance when you detach your sense of worthiness from your achievements and external circumstances, because you won't always be awarded for your work and people won't always applaud you for who you are. So if you attach yourself and you attach your worthiness to awards and what people have to say, you'll never be grateful. You'll never be grateful. Can you be grateful for the job you have, even with the crazy people you work for? Because it's, it's bigger than your check. You are literally placed and positioned on purpose because God wants to show himself through you. And where you are working and where you are is much bigger than your paycheck. It's purpose. It's purpose. You, you, you are showing your coworkers what it looks like to handle adversity, what it looks like to handle conflict, what it looks like to handle when things don't go your way. So check this out. When you get home, go, go ahead and cuss to your significant other. Go ahead and scream in your closet. Go ahead and get your tears out the way. But when you walk through that room, well, whose life can I bless today? What, what, what purpose can I bless today? What, what, what can I do, even with your stank attitude, what, what, what can I do for you? How can, how can I show you? Because I'm grateful. Gratitude. Gratitude lets you understand that it, it's not about what's going on outside of me. 
I know what has transformed on the inside of me, which causes me to act differently outside of me. And I'm grateful, great grateful for every circumstance and every situation, no matter what it comes with. No matter what it comes with. And, and I, I'm, I got a little time left, but I'm going to go left and come back right. When, when you can learn to say thank you, even when it seems like you have nothing to be thankful for, that's when true transformation takes place in your life. I, I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. When you can be thankful, when you can be thankful, and when you can say thank you, for everything in your life, even when it seems like there's nothing to be thankful for, that's when you know true transformation has taken place in your life. That God, I thank you for everything. Because I know you got me. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to put in the worship. I'm going to stop worrying. Because you got me. And I'm, and I'm going to just say thank you. I'm saying, I want y'all to try that. When you go to, when you go to work tomorrow, just, just walk in saying thank you. Just, just, walk, just walk in saying thank you. And, and, and your coworkers going to ask you, what you saying thank you for? Thank you. Th- thank you for being you. Thank, thank you for being you with that crazy self. Thank you for being you. Oh, th- thank you for doing that. You're, you're, you're t- tomorrow, I want you to go into work, and the person says, no, they're doing you wrong. I want, I, want, I want you to tell them thank you. Thank you. And when they ask what you're saying thank you for, just say thank you for being you. Thank you for being you because you, you helping me become a better me. You, you, you are a part of this chapter in my story. And when my life is read, this chapter is going to read how you did this, but I reacted this way. This chapter gonna read different. Now I'm gonna tell you, this this uh, this 38th chapter gonna read different than 28, because if if you read around chapter 24, 25, and certain situations happen there, you, you'll be disappointed. But but you'll see the growth, and and, and you'll see chapter 38 how how, how Pervy uh, didn't handle this situation the same way he would handle it when he was 25, 26. He just said thank you. He just said thank you. A, a job you love, people you love, money you love, a position you pray for, but you resign from to do something else, thank you. Thank you. In a position right now, a, able to help churches and, and, and people across the state of Texas to build their ministries and, and, and to build their programming, thank you. Thank you. Be, be, being... Being divorced, but still having a great relationship, an amazing relationship with, with my kids and their mom, where we parent every day with the help of God and the love of God for our kids. Thank you. When you, can look at, when you look at your life and how life could be, what it, what it could be, you just say thank you. You say thank you. Because there were things that tried to stop this attitude of gratitude. People that try to stop this attitude of gratitude. But through it all, I say thank you. Because I have a high sense of self-worth because I know who holds me up. Because number 10 is the story, I, when you have a high sense of self-worth, the story you tell about your life means everything. The way you think influences the way you live. If you can believe that your story 
has so much power means everything and start changing your thoughts and your beliefs and expect greatness and expect to experience some serious self-growth, new opportunities, and a deepening and hugely empowering sense of self-love, ask yourself this, what kind of life story am I telling? A person with high self-worth asks these questions. What can I do? What should I do? What can I do? They enjoy the process of learning and at any moment realize that they have the power to change their own story. You can change your story. You can do it. You can do it. If you change these thoughts and beliefs of yourself, that no matter what you've done or haven't done, you're worthy of love, that your things don't define you, that you're allowed to feel whatever you're feeling, that you delight in the joy of missing out. It's not about what happens. It's about how I respond to what happens. I do what I love and love what I do. I see myself and others. I believe in something greater than myself. Every day I find things to be grateful for. And I believe the story that I tell about my life means everything. That, that, that's a high sense of self-worth. That's what it is. And that's my point. That's my point. I, I know it was a lot. I know it was a lot. So go back and slow it down. Maybe listen to it twice so you can get it all. But I take 30 minutes every week just to connect with your heart, challenge your mindset, and change your perspective. I want you to know that you are worth it and your life is valuable. So until next week, this is your boy Robert Purvey on Purvey's Point. And I want you to love God, love people, and show enough love yourself. Till next time. Peace.